Okay, everyone. So today I have a special guest and we are going to be chatting about honestly a lot of things, but booking destination weddings. Her name is Jaylee and she, she does it all. So Jaylee, say hi to everyone. Tell everyone kind of what you do. Hello, everybody. I am so excited and honored, honestly, to be on this podcast. I love what you're doing for the photography community. I think it's amazing. And I think we first got connected on TikTok or something. Because yeah. <laughs> we're both like TikTok photographer creators, yeah, um, educators. So yeah, I'm super honored, super excited. And um, I can introduce myself, like you said, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've been a destination wedding photographer for six years, almost, wow. I want to say, which is so wild. That's crazy. Um, it's gone by really fast. And I started my business in Florida. I've relocated multiple times to Hawaii to California and then back to North Florida. Um, so I've kind of had to pivot a ton in mm-hmm. my photography business, but because I specialize in destination, it never really affected anything too much. Right. And I, you know, I pretty much niched down into weddings right when I got started in photography. I started um shooting my son when he was really little. I actually have a seven-year-old son. So if you do the math, 26 with a seven-year-old son. You can understand that we got pregnant super young. I was 18 yeah. when I got pregnant. We were 19 when we had Luca. Um, and that's kind of what kickstarted my photography journey. I got a okay. family session done and I was like, wow, I just paid her $200 for like, this is her full-time job. And we just got these amazing photos. And I, I was like, that's a dream. You know, I always had kind of played around with the camera, you know, in high school and I finally was like, wow, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go for it. So that's when I started, you know, getting into photography and taking photos of Luca and friends and family and just kind of dipping my toes. But pretty quickly, I realized that weddings were kind of my jam. Oh, that's so cool. I also love the name Luca too. I didn't realize that was your son's name, but that's literally the cutest name. And now the movie Luca's out and he's like, he's so bittersweet about it because now everyone he meets, he's like, oh, like the movie. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What, how did you get your first wedding? And it wasn't, was it destination or? Yes. So my first, so I was second shooting kind of a good bit. And I think that's obviously an amazing way if you want to get into weddings to mm-hmm. kind of dip your toes in the water. Um, but I knew that I wanted to start shooting weddings on my own. And obviously it was very scary. So I want to say, I remember two specifically, I don't know which one came first, but the first one was, it was like eh, destination ish. It was like a couple yeah. hour drive um, from my house. I found that one on Craigslist. Oh like they were gosh. looking for, I know. I don't know if anyone uses Craigslist anymore. I think they do, but yeah. they were looking for a photographer. Um, and I just like pitched myself to them. I think I got like a couple hundred dollars. Nice. Um, and probably, you know, went negative between spending gas and all the, the SD cards and everything. Right. And then my other, another really soon on wedding that I had right when I was starting out was in Louisiana. So I was like an 11 hour drive from there. And that one was posted in a Facebook group and I'm a ton, I'm a part of a ton of Facebook groups. And that's another yeah. really way to like good way to pitch yourself. But I got that one from a Facebook group and I told them, you know, Hey, I'm looking to like expand my portfolio um, and just pitch myself. And I think I got like $600 for that one. Nice. And again, just between hotel and driving there, like totally went negative for that too. But those were my first couple of weddings that I did book. Yeah. And it's cool that right away you started working with complete strangers. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is the fact that 
they don't know the people that they're shooting, which is harder. Like for some people, like if you're an extrovert, maybe not, but for a lot of people, it's very intimidating to start with strangers. So that's really cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think sometimes for me, shooting with strangers, I feel less pressure in a way. Like I can, you know how sometimes you, with clients, you just have to be a little bit more animated and kind of weird to kind of get them out of their shell. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like with, if they're a stranger, I can be a little bit more that where if I know them in real life, they know I'm kind of like down to earth in a way. So it's kind of, I don't know, it is very different, but yeah, I definitely utilize like, you know, any resource I had to just book whoever it was at that point, just to get my, you know, kind of get the ball rolling on shooting weddings. Right. Yeah. So you booked your first two weddings through, um, kind of crazy. I feel like Craigslist specifically is very crazy. Um, but even booking through a Facebook group, I feel like that's kind of rare because there's a lot of people that like try to get those weddings. So your next couple of weddings after that, how did you first get those? Like, did it start off super consistent or like kind of walk me through what those looked like? Yeah. So in, even going back to like the Facebook great group thing too, cause mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that's a great point to quickly touch on. It's like, you know, that if someone's looking for a photographer, there's a thousand comments, right? Right. And a quick tip that I learned from Sarah Ellison, she is an educator in the space. Um, her company is brain speak, but she taught a, t- a ton of us. And this is how I really started really nailing down my pitch was you can see there's like thousands of comments on these Facebook groups and they all say the same exact thing. They're all like, I'm available. would love to be considered. And then they put their mm-hmm. website and they don't stand out. And so it's like, how can you separate yourself and make yourself stand out amongst so many other people that are pitching themselves and putting themselves out there. And it's really by looking through that initial Facebook group, they're going to say what style they want. They're going to say what editing style or they want natural or they want editorial or whatever it is. Um, so really writing like a, a personal paragraph and being like, Hey, if you're looking for something that's very natural, kind of just reiterating exactly what they said, mm-hmm. um, that's natural, you know, true to color editing, um, and someone who's local to where, where you're looking for, or someone who, um, will be local during that wedding. Cause you can be local, right. At certain points right. you're, you're traveling there already or something, writing a really long personal paragraph that makes yourself stand out. That looks completely different. Mm-hmm. And then post your website. And then under that, you can reply to your own comment, post like 10 of your best photos underneath your own comment so that they don't even have to like go to your website and just literally look right then and there at your comment. And that's like a number one way that I still to this day get a ton from Facebook groups um, is by making my own comment, like spending five minutes on it rather than two seconds. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to end the episode there. Cause that was amazing. And I don't <laughs> need to talk about anything else. <laughs> I'm just it was, like, it was life changing when I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, and if you, if you've ever posted in a Facebook group looking for a second shooter or something like, yeah, it's always the person who goes a little bit extra that you, that you end up hiring or it's true. End up like being like, Oh, well, they're willing to spend five minutes responding to my thing. Look what the experience they're going to give me for when I book them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That, that is truly something that I did not know. And I like that so much because there's so many Facebook groups out there. Yeah. And like you said, there's tons and tons of comments. It's a challenging thing to get booked from, but it's, it's worth like the, what, three minutes that it takes yeah. you to comment that. Like if you book a wedding from that, that's totally worth it. 
Absolutely. And I've gone as far and as like stalker as this is like, I've messaged that person that I see on Facebook. I messaged them from my Instagram and been like, Hey, like I just commented on your post. You have a thousand comments or like send them a voice memo. You have a thousand mm. comments. I would love to be considered. I'm going to send you a couple more of my things here. I hope this isn't stalkerish, but obviously Instagram is kind of like more where I spend time on my business. Like make it not weird, but yeah, I've done that before too. It's just like doing things outside of what's normal. Um, I think in business, but then to go back to your other question of like, how do I start booking more after those first initial yeah. like weird things? I just, I feel like obviously when we all start photography, we have this like crazy hunger. Like we have this mm-hmm. hunger inside us to like do this full time, to quit our job, to be a full-time photographer. We have this hung- hunger inside us that we want to go out there and get it. And because of that, we're so driven to do whatever it takes. And so the number one thing that I did was I was just really resourceful in all aspects. Um, okay. And like a quote that we all hear is like, it's not about if there's enough resources, it's about being resourceful with what you do have. Mm-hmm. So when you're starting, you don't have like all these dollars to spend on advertising and the not and like Zola or like any of the crazy, you know, hundreds of advertising platforms. But what you yeah. do have is you have social media you have websites like Craigslist and Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to connect with wedding planners in your area or in certain destinations. Like you're just able to stay super resourceful if you go out there and get it. So I know that when yeah. I was beginning, I have you ever heard of Thumbtack? No. <laughs> Another just like weird thing. Like it's just it it was essentially like, you know, when you go to look at a contractor to like do remodeling on your house, you type yeah. in the contractor, but you have to put in your info. So you put in like your zip code, what you need. It was kind of like that for wedding industry professionals. Okay. Uh, it was just thumbtack.com. And I, you like bought credits, like 20 bucks to give you so many tokens and then you could pitch yourself. And so I actually booked two Hawaii weddings from Thumbtack from just pitching myself. Um, oh my gosh. And it was something that no one in the industry was doing, but I was like, where is, where is like, where can I be? That's just being resourceful. That's outside of the norm. So even though I I think Thumbtack is still around, I'm not telling people like go on Thumbtack, but I think just the lesson is like, what else can you do? That's not what everyone else is doing. Like how else can you advertise? Maybe you live in a neighborhood that has a really nice like community pool. Can you put like a gorgeous poster up on your billboard there? Like there's so many random little things that we don't think about. I know when I'm driving here, I live near the beach and we have a ton of photographers here there's like some photographers that have their name on the back of their car, like in their website. And it's like, if you're at a stoplight and you just got engaged and you're looking for a wedding photographer, why not look at that? So there's so many weird random things that people can do to get really resourceful. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of just what I did to start that momentum of getting booked more. Okay. I really like that. I definitely think that social media is a super nice and free way to advertise yourself, but it definitely shouldn't be the only way that you advertise yourself. Yes. Preach. Yeah. Because, that. because you can't, you can't rely 1000% in social media. Um, if the internet crashes tomorrow, like Instagram it was crashed literally, literally crashed yesterday. <laughs> I know. And, and like, what do you do if like something like that happens? Um, so just yeah. like you're saying, being resourceful and going outside of like the norm, that is what makes you stand out. Um, in photography too, it's really important to stand out because it's a very saturated market and people like different. It's like very in right now to be different, which sounds funny. Um, stand out from, you know, 
the hundreds of photographers, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, right now, like, so that was like you when you first started photography, but right now for you, how do people find you and like, how do people book you? Like, tell me what that looks like for you now. Yeah. So right now I would say in the last couple of years, I'm a numbers girl and like, I love numbers and I'm comfortable talking like finances and money and all of that. I've seen, you've probably seen that on my TikTok. Like, yeah. I think that the industry should be more transparent. And I think that beginner photographers, like they should know that it's okay. Like to, can you hear that by the way, a huge plane going over my head. It's fine. Um, <laughs> sorry guys, if it's noisy, but basically like it's okay in your first year, two years, three years to be making like not as much as, you know, some of the photographers that have been in, in it for six years. Yeah. And I know when I was first starting out, I think I was making like 17, 20,000 in my first year. And then, they, and then it went up a little bit and then it like all of a sudden something clicked and it skyrocketed to a hundred thousand per year. And then now it's consistently multiple six figures. So this year alone in 2021, I've booked, um, I think 200,000 so far of new bookings just in this year alone. And mm-hmm. if you have, do you use HoneyBook? Or? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So you know, on how many HoneyBook you log in, you can see that. And right. I just want people to know, like when I talk these numbers, it's normal that if you're in year one or two, that's not going to happen. But right. the reason that I'm able to now still book at this high volume is um, because of a few different things, I get a ton from Instagram and mm-hmm. obviously like Instagram isn't the end all be all, like we just said, but I would say like 80, 90% of my bookings are from social media, um, mm-hmm. whether that's on hashtags or, um, word of mouth is really huge and word of mouth is really exemplified in social media when someone tags you in something and, you know, their friend got married and they tagged you in a post and they stalked your Instagram. That's really huge. Um, I would say planner referrals I get now, which okay. again are like, sometimes you're three, four, five, six, like that you can't start getting those planner referrals until you've really proven yourself. Right. Um, but I've gotten some amazing planner referrals as well. So okay. kind of the combination, I don't advertise. I don't pay for any advertising anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the idea of just getting referrals from other people um, yeah. because something like a planner, like, that wasn't specifically like that wasn't their wedding, but they enjoyed working with you so much as a vendor that they're comfortable referring you to someone else. So I think it's really important to emphasis or like emphasize that vendors like your impact on them. It really does change whether or not you get referrals. Like if I work with a really awful I don't even know, like a DJ or something. Um, and because a photographer is booked before a DJ, usually I'm probably not going to refer that DJ because they were horrible and no one was on the dance floor. So it's, it can go for not just clients, but also vendors as well. So it's just important to like treat every single aspect of weddings as like important, if that makes sense. Like don't downplay any part of a wedding. Right. And like giving an an amazing experience, not only to your clients, but like the planners that they hired and you know, you just never know. Like he's like, you really never know when one connection can lead you to one booking and that can lead you to a whole web of a network that never knew you existed without that referral. And planners, like what they want is very easy. They want good communication, press communication. They want next day previews. If you can send next day previews, they'll love you. Get a ton of detail shots, Mm -hmm. Um, make Instagram, go as far as like I've literally worked with planners and I'll use like the unfold app or the scroll app and I'll make their stories and their posts for them with a collage and just send it to them. So they don't have to do anything besides click button. So there's so many little things. I also, the next day after a wedding, I'll always 
I mean, this is not always, but like if I had a really good experience with this planner at a wedding, I'll send out a long email and I'll just go at, I'll like literally sit there and thank everybody in the email. I'll thank the planners, makeup artists, um, like anyone, DJ, anyone who was a part of it that I felt really made the wedding. And it mm-hmm. that's another thing to just set yourself apart um, for other photographers who haven't done that. And the planner's like, wow, like I'm getting some, you know, some gratitude. And so there's just little things that can really set yourself apart when it comes to um, planner referrals and getting those. And, and then it's great because then you guys can continue to work together. Right. Yeah. I... Amen. Honestly, I love all of that. Um, for booking, I personally know like for myself that sometimes I book too much and then I get really tired out. and I don't have time to do anything. So, um, how do you know when you've like maxed out your yearly bookings? Like at what point do you know that? I would say, this is like not the best advice to take from me. (laughs) I'm the kind of person that I'm like, it's, I'm a yes person. It's very hard okay. for me to say no. I think mm-hmm. I've, I grew my business from being a yes person. And now that my business has been able to scale and get to a really amazing point that, you know, I feel so grateful and blessed to be at. Now is the time where I need to start saying no, but I'm still saying yes a lot. Um, this year, for example, I think a lot of us are shooting a ton just because we had so many reschedules in 2020. Yeah. Um, I had like zero weddings last fall because of the pandemic. And uh, so now this literally this fall, I think I have like two weekends off. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've been shooting the past couple of weekends. I've been in a different state in a different city every single weekend. And it's been yeah. absolutely wild. Um, and I've been doing the best I can to not get like burnt out and just, you know, staying really grounded. Um, but I would say a good number for me is around 30 weddings. That that's, that always feels really good. When yeah. I was in Hawaii, I would book a ton of elopements as well. And so okay. sometimes I'll do like, obviously weddings, I would say on a normal year, not this year, but on a normal year, maybe a couple weddings a month, maybe three, two or three weddings a month. And then weekday elopements or weekday sessions, things like that. Okay. Yeah. I, would I don't agree. really have, I'm never like, I'm sorry, I'm fully booked for the year. I know some photographers do that. I think it's amazing, but yeah, if that inquiry comes through and it sounds like an amazing fit. It's an awesome location. It aligns mm-hmm. really well. And I'm already at 35 weddings, like what's 36, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I not uh, yeah. the best person for advice for that, but it, it's okay. I just thought I'd ask. It's, it's hard because sometimes you're so busy that, like you said, like what's one more wedding. Yeah. Um, but honestly, sometimes that one more wedding is what pushes you over the edge and yeah, turns you crazy. Totally. So, and, um, but twofold, sometimes that wedding, if I do that one more wedding, then that's the wedding that gets me so many referrals for the next true. year, which yeah. is it's a dangerous place to be in. It's a da- dangerous conversation. Um, but nothing's ever promised just like 2020. So much can be Mm -hmm. taken from you that I think that kind of freaked me out. And I'm like still just being this crazy ass person. But something that I do know is that uh, creating balance, even in the busy seasons is important. Like having your out of office responder on, on the weekends right? or having those business hours, things like that are what help has helped me in this season just stay good and grounded and not burnt out, even though my schedule has been wild. Yes that that's always a good thing. Work-life balance is definitely a challenge. Um, yes. Oh yeah. For your first few years of photography, you said that you were making like 15,000, 20,000, and then all of a sudden it jumped up to like a hundred K. What do you think was like the biggest factor that contributed to that jump? Like what kind of kickstarted that? Um, I can single-handedly say it was two things. So 
The first thing is um, investing in a mentor and a coach and a consultant. So I had a business coach and then I also had a consultant. He was a sales consultant specifically for photographers. Um, And then I had a business coach, which a coach and consultant are a little bit different, right? So coach is like kind of in the heat with you in the thick of your business, kind of knows, you know, where you're at, where you want to be coaching you, how to get there, Mm -hmm. following up, you know, being really, you know, vigilant on, you know, that, that experience and getting you to those goals in a set period of time. Whereas the consultant like has all the information, has all the knowledge and the consultant can look at your business from a very unbiased, unemotional perspective and give you consulting advice on what you need to do, what you need to implement. And so I invested in a ton of education. I went to a ton of workshops. Um, I went to like styled shoots and then having that that coach and that consultant changed everything. And they taught me a ton of skills, like doing phone consultations. Um, for example, that was another thing that I was just going to say that was number two, that changed my business was phone consultation. So I used to get an inquiry year one, two, and I would just respond like with a generic message kind of, and my pricing PDF. And now I do phone consults for every single wedding that I have. And mm-hmm. like, I cannot tell you Cassidy, how life-changing that has been for my business. That's amazing. Um, and, and then I create customized packages for each wedding. And so every okay. single wedding is a different package. Yeah. Uh, they're in a different location. Usually, usually they have a different guest count and just, yeah. I can customize tailor it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I think my confidence is like, if I were to email now, just email a PDF back, I would say the booking rate maybe is like 40 to 50%, but I know if I can get them on the phone, I would say it's more like 80 to 90%, just having that personal connection and doing yeah. that extra step. Yeah, totally. I love phone calls. They're definitely intimidating. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, bro, like, what do I say? Yeah, but totally. it's, I know for a fact, if I hop on a phone call with someone, um, whether it's photography related or not, if I'm just inquiring about a service, yes. I, there's a very high chance that I'm going to book them because I've already put the time and energy into getting to know them. And it just, yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. And then they, they can get to know you too you know, and that's even something I say in my phone call consults. I'm like, listen, a photographer is the only vendor that's pretty much with you your entire wedding day. Um, like your DJ is going to be there at night, you know, hair and makeup early in the morning, but like, I'm going to be there with you your entire day. So I like to hop on this phone chat just to make sure that you like my vibe and my energy and like kind of who I am, because I think that is really important aside from my photos and my editing and how I pose and whatever else. Mm -hmm. Um, they are very intimidating. I was literally that person that like my mom would have to call the doctors and make the appointments for me. Like I hate talking on the phone so much. Um, but I think it just, every phone consult builds a little bit of confidence, a, a little ounce of confidence. And then as you continue to do that, you're like, you have this kind of script. Like I just have a mental script now that I know I know exactly how consult's going to flow. I lead the consult. So make sure you're leading it. You're the one who's thanking them for their time. And then I have things that I touch and I say every single time. And I mm-hmm. questions, I ask them to gauge where they're at, their priorities. Um, and yeah. then it becomes like, becomes a cakewalk. I promise you guys, it's so <laughs> worth it. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely, yeah. it's been life-changing. Right. It's, it is a game changer. I would say I, any phone consultation that I have with someone, yes. I almost always book with them unless like, it just was like, I was not unless, like, with them. And it's usually outside of something you can control if they book right. with someone else or like you don't vibe. Yeah. It's usually yeah. something that's like, okay, thank God they, we didn't make that happen. You know? Right. Exactly. So you've mentioned, um, a lot about pitching yourself. Um, so I know this wasn't something that I like prepped you for, but like, no, it's okay. 
We're on the way. If you could like maybe go over some tips that you have for pitching yourself. I know a lot of photographers feel um, not very confident. They don't really like know what to say when someone reaches out. So if you have any tips for anyone that wants to pitch themselves, um, yeah. I'd love to hear them. <laughs> oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I love this. I love this question. Um, I think pitching yourself is like a skill that once you do it, it becomes very natural. And if you look back to any sales in general, photographers, like at the end of the day, we do a lot. We hold a lot of hats. We are the CEO. We have to market for ourselves, yes. but we're also sale. We're in the sales industry. You know, we're selling ourselves. We're selling our services. Um, so mastering the art of like pitching yourself as part of sales. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a, like a couple stories I can quickly tell you. So okay. um, Dancing with the Stars is like huge. Obviously there's a dancer yeah. Whitney Carson on there. Um, and she was, she came to Hawaii. This is when I lived on Oahu. She came to Kauai, a different Island. And I, you know, DM'd her on Instagram. I sent her an email and I just basically said like, Hey, I'm a photographer here. This is my work. Send a couple pictures. I'd love to shoot you. And she was like, yes, let's do it. So I pitched myself to her. She had no idea who I was. She probably wasn't even going to do a photo session when she was in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, but I pitched myself and she said, yes. So I kind of, you know, had to eat you know, the cost of that, I flew to Kauai for the day, island hopped, um, got a rental car, you know, did the shoot. It was amazing. And she posted about it and she still posts to this day. And I still, to this, this day get inquiries. And I think if I would have just DM'd her, it would have, I don't know if it would have gone anywhere, but because I sent that email and her manager might've seen it and told her, all you need to say is like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do this is my style. And this is what I want to give you. And yeah. attach a couple examples, like your photos, or, you know, if, if you're pitching yourself for a Hawaii wedding, try to do a little bit more tropical photos. If you're pitching yourself for like a mountain shoot, again, mm-hmm. try to go with that aesthetic a little bit more. Um, but it's really simple. It's just about taking those three minutes. And another one of my, you know, Ali, her name's Ali Green. Now it's Ali James. She got married. She was coming to Hawaii and they had just gotten engaged and she was like an influencer. And I followed her for a couple of years and I pitched myself to her and same thing, shot her a DM on Instagram, shot her an email. Um, Hey, I'm a photographer here and why I, you know, I saw you just got engaged. Like, congratulations. That's amazing. Um, not sure if you guys have the time, but I would love to shoot you guys for even 30 minutes while you're here. Um, there's some awesome locations I think we go to and like in return, you can get some awesome photos. And yeah. I wasn't even seeking them to post about it. I wasn't seeking right. anything other than me meeting them and shooting them. Yeah. Um, and she's like, let's do it. And that was maybe like four or five years ago. And ever since then, Ali and I actually became like best friends. We became business partners. We own a mobile preset company together. Oh my gosh. Um, and like, I'm one of her bridesmaids and shooting her <gasps> wedding. So it just became this amazing connection just from an organic yeah, it's uh, her and outreach. And I've gotten, I can't even tell you how many weddings I booked from, from that connection. And it's been a huge blessing and she's blessing in my life. Um, but then even just from, I got an inquiry over the weekend on DMS on social media mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, um, or no, here's what it was. It was an influencer. And she asked her followers if anyone knew of a photographer in 30A, which is where I live. And a couple of people said my name and they said there was hundreds of other photographer names here. And, um, I actually went out of my way and responded or messaged her on DMS. And she was like, yes, I just got, you know, referred to you. And I was like, I just sent her a voice memo. I was like, I'm so honored that so many people mentioned my name. That's so exciting that you're coming here. Um, I'd love to send you, you know, some collections and some of my work so you can get a feel and see if you align with it. And we can kind of go from there. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it sounds like it's this big task, but it really is just putting yourself out there and taking that extra time to just create a connection that wouldn't have otherwise been there. Yeah. And it sounds like it's just people that you feel like would be a good fit. Like, it's not like you're asking for social media um, exposure or anything. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of the times, you know, if you reach out to an influencer or reach out to a celebrity or whatever, like, you're doing it so that you can get reposted by them or something. But if that's not your intentions, like if you just want the experience and literally just genuinely want to shoot them, um, people can tell the difference honestly between like someone that's just searching for like exposure and fame and someone that actually just like wants to shoot you. So I think it definitely starts with like being genuine with it, which obviously you are. And then, and not expecting anything back from it. Right. And if something does happen from it, that's great. But if not, like what, it costs you like a rental car and a plane ticket, but like, it also was like probably a fun day in general. So like, it was amazing. Yeah. And the photos are all, you're going to learn something from every shoot and experience, but Mm -hmm. just having those connections are so priceless. And like you said, it's never like, again, there are some times where I feel like photographers only want to shoot with that person so that they get reposted and so that this that and the other and it's like I never went into I never pitched myself or you know put myself out there in hopes that I'm gonna get all these weddings from this person like no it's never my intention it's always like I just want to meet them let's create a connection let's create some art together um and it doesn't even have to be an influencer it could be like someone in your local area or someone that you just think is gorgeous and you really want to shoot them in their as a couple. And maybe one day when they get engaged, they already know you, they're going to book you in a couple of years. Cause maybe you shot them when they were just like boyfriend and girlfriend. Like it doesn't have to be this huge task to start to get used to pitching yourself. Um, but I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, whether it's phone call or pitching yourself. I think everything is always on the other side of your comfort zone and it's always good to push yourself outside of your limits. Yes, definitely. And like you were saying, you get more confident as you start to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can be turned away by like 20 people if you are pitching yourself, but the one person that says yes, yes like it ends up being worth it. Hands down. Um, yes, absolutely. So let's dive into destination talk now. Um, I'm literally so curious. So I have like a bunch of questions for you. Um, <laughs> so first, like, I guess, what would you consider your first like destination wedding? How did you get it? And like, kind of like walk me through how you got into it. Yeah. So Hawaii, I guess would be my first like true. I mean, obviously I went to Louisiana. I went to mm-hmm. a couple different places that were in driving distance, but those first couple of Hawaii weddings that I mentioned that were from Thumbtack were my first couple. But then if we want to go like international, um, my first, one of my first big kind of international, it felt really like, this is like the catalyst of my career. This is amazing. I was peaking, right. Uh, was a wedding in, um, Cabo in Mexico and it was from a pitch. And so I, it was, uh, her name's Tay Che on Instagram. She's like a fitness influencer. She owns balance, uh, athletica or whatever. She's amazing. Oh, She's okay. an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, she got engaged and I had followed her for a long time and I shot her an email and I was like, Hey, I'm a photographer. I'm based in, I think at that time I was based in Florida. Maybe, um, I was okay. like, I'm based in Florida. Um, but I would love to shoot your wedding. And she originally was going to get married in Indiana. And she was like, your work is beautiful. Like this sounds amazing. Um, you know, I'm super interested. I sent her some collections customized to her and she chose one. And then she ended up pivoting to Mexico just to have a more intimate, like kind of vacation. The 
the amazing thing about destinations is they're very intimate and Mm -hmm. they, it's just a different feel than having a 200 person wedding at your hometown. Right. So she's seeking kind of that feeling. And so she had her closest family and friends. And I was like, yes, I'm going to Mexico. Like, even though originally we booked for Indiana, Mm -hmm. um, I just told her, absolutely. I'm going to be there in Mexico, you know, got a, got myself a hotel there again, got a rental car there. And I shot that wedding in Mexico. Um, but a ton of my destination work that I, I started getting after that. And even just now has been from social media and how my business as a brand is presented as a destination photographer. Um, I think I've really just branded myself in this way that people stumble upon my work in whatever way that is, whether that's word of mouth, a planner referral, and they don't only think she's this kind of photographer. They know immediately that I do destinations. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's literally so cool with the girl that booked in Indiana. Yeah. Did you then charge additional for travel or were you just like, I'll just go and kind of like eat up the cost myself? Yeah. I think at that point, the package we had was like so minimal compared to like what it would be now. But I think at that point, I think she was kind of like, if you're still interested and I was like, yes, let's make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. And so there is a lot of times in my business where I have had to eat certain, you know, expenses, but I just, again, I want to make sure that my clients are taken care of and I don't want to lose an experience. Like I would hate myself if she was like, well, we can't like pay the extra this amount to have you Mm -hmm. flown out. We're just going to do a local Mexico photographer. So I think I like in some points in my business, there is something to say about valuing yourself and your time and your, your, you know, hardened money. But there's also something to say about being able to serve others and make exceptions and sacrifice certain things. And Mm -hmm. I also thought it was an amazing experience to go to Mexico. So I don't think I, I didn't end up charging her additional for Mexico. If anything, I think I was like, so stoked about it. I was like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) Like I'll literally pay you to let me go. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it was like, the photos are insane. And I still have couples that love like those photos and connect to those photos specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, it was from a pitch initially and, um, just like reaching out to her. Okay. Awesome. So let's talk about your packages then. Cause you customize your packages, but how do you work travel into the pricing of your packages? Um, obviously it sounds like you book basically everything yourself, but talk a little bit about that pricing part of it. Yes. So this is a great question. And a lot of the consults that I get on the phone with, they're like, do we have to pay for travel? And it just sounds like this complicated thing. Yeah. And so something I started doing early on was just all inclusive packages. Um, I know some photographers charge their base package and then they charge the couple like two nights stay and rental car and something else, like, you know, accommodations mm-hmm. or food or something. I find that a couple's planning their wedding, they have such a complicated like to-do list already. Let's make things super simple for them. And so I started just doing these flat rate, all-inclusive collections. Okay. Um, I always send three different packages in my collection. So I send three different options for them to choose from. And each of those options already includes travel in them. So mm-hmm. it includes uh, what a rental car would cost, lodging and extras. Because with travel, you're going to have extras from things at the airport to you know, checking your bag and things like that, food while you're there. Okay. Um, so I have, because... I service so many different regions. Um, I, I do kind of have an amazing idea of what I need to include in my packages. So example, if I get an inquiry for a Hawaii wedding, like I already know that I'm going to need about a thousand dollars, uh, extra on from my base, you know, package that is going to be included to cover travel. Um, if I have an Italy wedding, that's different, right? It's probably a couple thousand dollars. So, right. 
And I tell the couple, you know, like I like to make things simple for you. Everything's included in my packages. And then it gives me the the luxury to book everything on my own, my rental Mm -hmm. car, my flights and rack up those points and things like that. But their end, all they see is the packages and I just tailor them specific to each region. Now I'm on a console and I get some like weird like location and like, it's a really busy date and I know it's going to be peak. I can research that right then and there. And before I build out their collections, if I need to adjust things, I'm just going to adjust them before they see it. Okay. Gotcha. And do you include engagement sessions with your packages? And if so, how do you like, do you fly there to do it too? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah. So a lot of my, because I travel so much, I, I would say all my consults, I tell them like, I'm always somewhere and you'll have my schedule. And if you want to meet up on my travels, we can make an engagement session happen in an awesome place. Otherwise, if they want something local, if it's something that's like in a random place, like they live in like Iowa and I'm not going to Iowa, mm-hmm. I'll literally tell them like, you know, you guys can fly down to Florida or again, we can choose a location together or you can just forego the engagement session. Okay. I do typically include engagement sessions in my middle and top collection okay. that I offer. Um, and I love engagement sessions. Like I don't, I'm barking up a tree, but like we all know that they're amazing. And mm-hmm. um, like they just build that connection prior to wedding day. And so yeah. I talk about that on the consult with them. And yeah, we typically just make it happen okay. um, traveling. So I'm going to LA and for a wedding. And I had a, another couple that's getting married somewhere else. They're flying out to LA because they know I'm going to be there and they want to do a shoe in LA. Okay. So sometimes they, they spend their own money and they do a little, make a little vacation out of it. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes we meet up or if I'm going to be in their city where they live, I'll tell them, uh, it's very different for every person, but if it's not going to happen, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Right. And it's, it's fine if it doesn't happen too. Like I just recently, I asked that question because I was like recently had an inquiry for some place. I honestly don't know. It might've been like Colorado and they wanted an engagement session too. And I literally sat there and I'm like, how did, people figure this out like how yeah. <laughs> an engagement session like because it's like you're flying there twice and I just yeah so okay. that does make a lot of sense to kind of just let them know where you're gonna be and give them yeah. the option to either not do it or you know they could even come to you um, yeah 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 like it's like all the options and I tell my couples I'm like I am so transparent about everything with you guys and so if it's not gonna work we don't have to do it you know if or sometimes if they really don't know, like in our initial booking process, I'll put it in an a la carte section in the brochure mm-hmm. so okay. that, and I tell them on the phone, I'm like, you know, you can add this on later. If you see, I'm going to be somewhere and you find a gap in your schedule and it just works out, then this is something you can add on later too. Okay. You don't have to necessarily have it initially when you book. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I like that for, um, Oh my gosh. I literally keep thinking of this question. It keeps leaving my brain coming back <laughs> and then leaving my brain and coming back. And I just remembered it. it. Okay. Yes. So when you travel to these different places, so like, let's say you're going to Cabo, you've never been the couple maybe has been, but probably hasn't been. How do you find locations to shoot at? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great location or great question. This is a great location. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great question. <laughs> Um, okay. So it's different for everything. So if it's like a luxury, gorgeous wedding, at uh, like a property or an estate or resort, I know that mm-hmm. I'm not going to have to go anywhere else or look for locations because it's going to be at that, that resort. Right. Um, I just had a wedding at a Broadmoor property in Colorado and it was like 25 guests, small, okay. the best, most amazing wedding ever. Uh-huh. Um, but we shot everything at the property and like just the morning over the day, I think the day prior we went for rehearsal dinner and I just, you know, kind of saw the property and 
you know, on, on wedding day, I kind of go where the light is like, right. The locations are pretty. I'm like, well, the light's really good over here. So let's kind of combine this, this angle or whatever, you know, do, do a little backlit moment here. And so for situations like that, I don't really need to scout, but okay. if it is a situation where it's an elopement or a destination session, um, I had one in Zion earlier this year in April and I never had been to Zion national park. And I was like, I don't know anything about it. And so for that, I just looked literally on maps, like Google earth maps is amazing mm-hmm. uh, for different locations. I looked a ton on Pinterest, a ton on Google, researching a ton of different articles from other photographers that they had already been there. Okay. Another great way is to look on Instagram hashtags in certain locations and just, you know, Instagram, it's a web, you click something and then you discover something else. And then you might go on one person's profile and they have a Zion itinerary. And so I, right. I basically found a ton of different spots that we could shoot at. And I yeah. created this, you know, I always create these like little, I guess, picturesque little PowerPoint PDFs for clients. And then they can say, I can say like, Hey, these are different locations I found. Does this one really speak to you? Um, and it did. And so we picked one of the lookout points and from there, I'll just like map out how long it's going to take to get there. What time is sunset? Um, how far do we need to hike to get there to shoot before the sunset? Right. What side is the sunset setting on the mountain? And all of this is just like Google, Pinterest, Instagram, just do, really spending a couple hours, honestly, doing your research on the location. Okay. Um, but typically for a lot of weddings, it, it kind of is like on location for the wedding mm-hmm. day. And then sometimes I'll ask a couple um, if they're going to be there like a week prior, I'll ask them to kind of do scouting too. Like I'll be like, yeah. hey, like, while you're here, I want you guys like pop a few locations in your mind that we can go shoot the day prior to your wedding or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I love Google. Um, honestly, Google maps. I use it all yeah. the time. I like zoom out to, um, and do the, what is the view? That's like, uh, it's totally like 3d. Is it like the th- not 3d? It's like, it's satellite. Yeah. It's satellite. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> I'm always on satellite. Exactly. Because then I can see like, if there's an open field, if there's a yeah. park, like I can kind of see like what it looks like literally as I'm driving. Is that horrible? Yeah. Like I look at places no, while I'm no, driving. It's, good. it's fine. Perfect. I don't, don't crash. We don't endorse this, but okay. Yeah. I mean, we all do it. Like, and even like, with locations, when you are somewhere new, it is, you have to do, be very careful about even like weather, like yeah. in Zion, it gets so cold right after like 7 PM. So like, mm-hmm. I, it's not something I would know living in Florida. So like searching random things like weather roads, like where you can park, how bad would it be to get to a location and like not know where to park? So yeah. even maps can help with things like that. And luckily we have all this amazing technology, like right at our, right at our hands to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just do a ton of research beforehand. Yeah, totally. Okay. That's awesome. So, um, just talking about destination weddings in general, um, I wanted to just like open the floor for you to give just like a few tips for anyone that wants to get into destination weddings and doesn't really know where to start. Um, just kind of like, what would you tell, what if, what would you tell younger Jaylee, you know? I got you. So (laughs) I think, One thing I was thinking, I was thinking about this last night because I was, you know, prepping for the interview and I was just like, what kind of tapping into when you're first starting, sometimes it's hard. It's like, what did I do? Like, what, what, how did I brand myself? And a lot Mm -hmm. of it does come down to branding. Um, and I do, I have some, you know, I work with second shooters. They'll come on to me, you know, come with me to a wedding and they're like year one or two, maybe three. And they want to start booking destination. They're like, oh, I'm like stuck in my local market or in my local state. And like Jay, like, how do I book destination? And obviously like it, I could go on about this for days and days. There's so much information on this, but yeah. something so simple is branding yourself. What in the position you want to be. 
So if you want to be a destination photographer and you're branding yourself as local Florida photographer, you know, in 30A, it's just not, it's not going to happen, right? If I'm on Mm -hmm. Instagram and I'm looking up a hashtag for Charleston wedding photographer and I'm getting married in Charleston and I don't live there. And so I don't know anybody local and I don't like the people that my planner sent over and I'm just looking on Instagram and I find a reel or, uh, you know, I see a photo that really speaks to me. I'm like, Oh, this person's work is gorgeous. And then I go to their Instagram and it's not. And then every photo I see is in Florida. Every single photo is in Florida or their bio says Florida, their website says Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to inquire with them versus yeah. if I go to, if I go to Instagram and I see maybe a, for, a you know, a photographer that's based out of Florida. Okay. Let's look at this one. But their bio says, you know, serving destinations worldwide. Maybe they have highlights from different destinations they've done. Maybe they yeah. have different galleries from different destinations or I'm scrolling through their Instagram and they're really serving me up, you know, some, some good knowledge on destinations and maybe all their photos are in different locations um, that's a number one tip. It's like branding and communication with your audience on mm-hmm. what you do, who you serve. And if you don't serve them, like if you are still stuck in your local market, I would say to those photographers, go out there and start, you know, you have to put in the legwork. You got to travel to some of these places you want to shoot. Yeah. You can't expect clients to like trust you to book you if you don't trust yourself to go there and, you know, get your foot in the door. So nowadays there's so many shootouts and workshops and style shoots that people can go to, to build their portfolio. Right. But even times when I was starting out, I would have just like a gorgeous bride and groom photo. Like you couldn't tell the location. And I would just like tag at the top, a, de- a location I wanted to shoot at, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, no one will know. I'm just going to like tag it here. And a close up, on yeah. <laughs> or on your hashtags on every photo can be different locations and not just like the city, but it can be certain venues in that city. You can create right. blog posts on on top wedding venues in Italy. Like there's so many things that you can do to just brand yourself and serve the audience. That's your ideal client really that's looking for you. Mm-hmm. But you have to not only do those things, you have to have your business set up so that when they inquire, they know that it's something that you offer. Yeah, totally. Like I would never reach out to like a Florida family photographer yeah. if I wanted to have a wedding photographer in Italy. Like it exactly. just doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. And you're like, like, you just don't even think it's an option. And right. I see this all the time, even when I'm like looking for a second shooter and cause I, because I travel so much and I have to find usually second shooters in those locations, mm-hmm. whether that's referral, but a lot of times it's Instagram nowadays. Um, and by the way, any new photographer out there, there's so much opportunity right now to be a second shooter because all of us who who are really booked out this year, like it's been really hard to find second shooters um, because right. everyone's so busy. So it's a really great time to build a wedding photography business right now and second shoot for people. But even me, like looking for a second shooter, I won't reach out to them if I don't know, like if I just mentally tell myself like, oh, they live here or they won't service that location. Even if in their mind, they might be like, no, I'd be so down to drive four hours to like work in second shoot for you. Maybe if I don't see that vibe and that energy through your messaging and your communication, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, think to even reach out to you. So I can only imagine what a client would think when they're kind of on the search. This is a very random story, but I had a wedding that was like three or four hours, like in Northern Michigan from me. Mm And I needed a second shooter for it, but literally could not find like anyone. So I posted to my story and this girl who was a Florida photographer was visiting the area, like literally the same city for like a week and was like, yeah, I'd love to second shoot. And it was just like one of those random things. And I think like if you don't put it out there, like 
literally that would have never happened. Like if I didn't post about totally. it and just ask people. So and that's it's like, amazing. Now yeah. you like probably are friends with her and yeah, I mean, she did like amazing work too. It was like one yeah. of those things where I was like so happy that she was able to do it because it like the photos turned out great. So yeah. yeah, it definitely starts with just putting yourself out there. If you're searching totally. for something, if you want to shoot something, um, like you were saying, traveling to those places and like building yeah. your portfolio to show like, I don't just shoot at my local park. Like I also shoot at the salt flats. I also shoot... Yes. I don't yeah. know, like in Seattle, I've whatever. I've your photos at the Salt Flats and I'm like, oh, I need to go there. They look amazing. The, like, have you been so there? Cool. No, that's like one of the places I've never been and I'm like dying to go. Oh my gosh. Let's just plan, just a, let's plan a style shoot together oh my there. Gosh. We'll do a shoot at the Salt Flats. I've always wanted to go. I think that would be amazing. But mm-hmm. even then, it's like, why would someone, even though I bury myself a destination photographer, why would someone book me at the Salt Flats if they see that you've been there? So right. Obviously, the more you can go somewhere, national mm-hmm. parks are easy to get to. Right. Get a Marriott account, $99 hotels at Hyatt Marriott. Like, you know, I've, I've had a lot of students that I've coached that they want to get into second shooting. And I'm like, they're working like, you know, extra shifts at work to be able to, you know, fund kind of their first six to 12 months of really building out their portfolio. And they're mm-hmm. just they're putting in a ton of work. And because of that, it's like you start to see them, you know, the fruits of their labor and then them getting inquiries. And it's exciting. But Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret that you and I have both like put in our own dollars and our own time right. and money and being really resourceful, finding models and clients and things to, to really build that brand that we do, you know, destination and we do service things outside of our local market too. Right. It's, it's so true. You have to be willing to put in the work up front. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. You've literally shared so many good things. Like I am literally going to pin this episode at the top because this is so good. Um, I love giving tangibles. I'm like, give me some, I want to give people something that they can just do right away. You know? And I literally feel like after listening to this, like listening to you talk, I'm, I need to be a destination wedding photographer right now. (laughs) I need to go do it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, so let's just wrap up by like, you can just tell everyone a little bit about like what's up and coming in your business, anything that you're excited about? I don't know, just whatever. Yeah. Where, yeah where so to? totally. People can definitely keep in touch with me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Jaylee Flood on every, every single platform and on YouTube. I have I vlog sometimes. And oh, fun. so there's coming up so many exciting things. I'm so excited. I was telling her before we started recording. <laughs> I'm like, some things are kind of secret. I can't say this and that, but um, I do like currently offer a lot of you know, I do coaching and consulting for photographers and I offer like one, one time session. So just Mm -hmm. one, one time, like 60 minutes, let's dive in to a few topics. Then I also offer month long intensives where like we are just transforming your business and getting, you know, you to your goals. Mm -hmm. And then I also have just a ton of educational content coming up on YouTube and other forums that I can't say right now, but I also have an email list, uh, that I serve, you know, information to, and, yeah. like free knowledge and advice. And the way to get on my email list is you're going to go get my gear guide. It's my bio. I think, uh, on both social media, you know, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, get that. Then you're on my list and then you can, you know, stay informed with everything, probably similar to like what you do. I know you have yeah. a ton of like, resources too. So, yeah. um, yeah, I love that we were able to do this. I mean, it seems like you are just, we have a similar heart to serve the community. And yes. let me tell you, when I was starting my first couple of years, there wasn't this much education out there. And, oh, I you know, know, it's because people like you that are like really 
helping out people is people are able to be their own boss and their own entrepreneur. And there's people mm-hmm. right now losing jobs and there's people right now, you know, that can't get a job because they don't like make certain choices. And now maybe they're looking into entrepreneurship and maybe they have an artistic side. And it's because of people like you that, um, educate that they can fast track, you know, their dreams instead of spending five years learning everything. Right. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's so kind. I, I know when right. I was like trying to get into photography, it was just, it was so like, do it yourself. And if you don't figure it out yourself, that yeah. sucks, you know, 100%. like you can't yeah. do anything like you, you won't make it if you don't randomly figure out how to yeah. magically book 30 weddings a year. So I've just been trying to like, and you the, the same way that you just like try to provide people with like the helpful tools to actually make that happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's all a community. It really is because yeah, the photographers when I was first starting were kind of like stingier, but, mm-hmm. um, and then I would, you know, I I've gotten some different courses, online courses over the years. And, mm-hmm. um, there's just so much. And even sometimes like I might get a course or, I might like, I got India Earl's course years ago, like four or five years ago, Mm -hmm. um, her first course. And like, there's sometimes you can learn something or do a coaching session or go to a workshop, but you might take away one or two things, but they can be absolutely life-changing. Um, and I would say also like, if there is a photographer that, you know, let's say you're starting out photography and you look up to a certain photographer, like maybe they don't forward facing offer coaching or consulting or, Sometimes they call it like mentor sessions. Um, yeah. But like DM them on Instagram. I DM'd Lauren Scotty like four years ago when I was starting out because I wanted to learn one thing she did really well mm-hmm. and that she had talked about briefly at a workshop I went to. So I booked an hour of her time. I learned that one thing um, and it cha- it's changed my business. So right. like sometimes, you know, let me tell you one more tip. Don't ask okay. people like oh, new photographers. I love you. But like, don't ask a photographer to go to coffee. Like just don't because they're yes. so busy. If you really value their time and you really want to make a connection, you really want to learn for them, please don't ask them to go to coffee because they most of the time will feel like <laughs> just like I don't right. know, they get it all the time. So just if you really value them, book a 30 minute call with them, book a 60 minute call, have mm-hmm. your questions ready. Um right. or reach out to them, tell them you can second shoot for them, send them your portfolio, send them your gear list, uh make that connection. But don't ask to go to coffee, anything but that. I know it sucks because there's so many, like you can tell like your heart behind asking to go oh, to coffee is good. I've done it. I've yes. done it before. But it's just like, yeah. yeah, it's like you said, it's just like, it feels almost, um, a little sneaky, like a it little feels like, shady. Let me pick your brain for like an hour and like, I'll buy you a cup of coffee, but I want to get all the knowledge I can. And it's right. like, yeah, it's, yes. that's how it's perceived, but a hundred percent it it is very genuine and sweet and cute. Right. And sometimes like I'll tell them, I'm like, I can't grab coffee. Like I'm, my schedule is crazy. But like, if you want to chat more, like, you know, send me a question. I can probably answer a couple questions here. And then, you know, if you want to dive in deeper, let's do a coaching call. But I've done it before too. Like yeah. I've asked people to go to coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good tip. It's kind of a, what do you call it? Like a harsh kind of tip, but I think it's helpful mm-hmm. because then you won't do it anymore. And you'll, you'll know how to communicate with, photographers that you do look up to. Right. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to end on. Don't, don't ask bad. to go to coffee. <laughs> that sounded so harsh, but like, you know, you get it. You know what I right. mean? Right. Exactly. Cool. Well, it was so great having you on the podcast. Um, thank you so much. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. 
Capture the moment or keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer Take 